Hallelujah. For the women in the house, I want to say a happy Mother's Day to every woman seated here. Amen. It is once in every two years. This year, the Lord has given us the opportunity again. And we are so grateful to him. I want to thank the leadership of the church for giving us the opportunity to be of use to the Lord. But for the Lord, who are you, who are thou a woman to stand before people and proclaim his oracles? It is grace that has located us. Amen. Shall we pray? Spirit of the living God, we bless you for your presence in our midst. Nobody comes into your presence and leaves untouched. We humble ourselves unto you. I bring myself before you and I say that, Lord, speak to your church. Release that which you want us to hear. We are ready, O oh God, to be used of you. Have your way in us. In Jesus' name, amen. Just take oh, an anointing and it shall be fully old. for our celebration this year is woman equipped as an army to possess the nation. The emphasis for our church is the equipped. A lot is happening in the world now. We need to really bring to bear what true Christianity is. The emphasis for the Church of Pentecost is to get the membership equipped so we will possess nations for the Lord. To be equipped means that having been supplied with the necessary item for a particular purpose. Amen. It is our prayer that even as we celebrate our team, even as we say it and we shout it out as slogans, we will be epitome of the meaning and we will win the world unto the Lord. Amen. Why do we want to possess the nations? There are so many churches. Why are we interested in possessing the nations? There are a lot of information out there. The Church of Pentecost has the truth. It is the only church that tells you what the Holy Spirit does. It is the only church that takes the focus of man and directs it to Christ. It is the church that tells you, don't look at the emblem. Believe in the Lord. It puts your attention on the creator. That is what the world has to know. When you take the population of Ghana from the last census that was done, we formed 10.8% of people who call themselves Christians in Ghana. So if you and I, we stand somewhere and we say that, Omaya Yasi Christophone Disumponi, then it means that members of Church of Pentecost 
we have filled the country. Hallelujah. When you come to the church of Pentecost, the population is such that you have six women to four men, three women to two men. So if there is going to be any massive change in the world, and if the church is leading it, then please, it is I and you, woman, who will do that task. Amen. We need to equip ourselves as women. Imagine you entering a place as a woman. You are wearing the best of lace. You are wearing the best of apparel. And then you walk past and you sit. You can imagine the number of people who will be looking at you. And those who are confident at the end of the program will come close and ask, Madam, who sold this dress for you? Those who are shy will say, you are looking good. But what I'm trying to say is that because of your look, somebody's attention would move from what the person was actually thinking about to admire you. That is what we are going to harness as women of God. Amen. This morning, I want us to read Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Amen. Another translation will say that what is good and acceptable and perfect. This morning, I want to ask you, what attitude do you have as a recruit of God's army? What attitude do you have? Even though we are looking at women, I want us to look at it generally as a church of the Lord. Attitude is a settled way of thinking or feeling about something. Some attitudes are worth emulating as Christian women. This morning, we are going to equip ourselves that we wouldn't even open our mouth, but the way we carry ourselves around will attract people's attention and then they will desire what we have and they will possess them for the Lord. Amen. I want us to read 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 8. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 8. There are some attitudes that we need to develop as Christian women. We just can't do things just the way the world does it. Things cannot go on as usual. Because when you settle for the mediocre, nobody is challenged even to look at you. Why do we have fake things on the market? Lately, we've been informed that even our Pentecost cloth there's a fake one on the market. It is because the numbers are there and it will be bought. There are so many churches. Why are, not, why are they not faking their clothes? It's because there's something in Pentecost that has the numbers. So when you fake that one, you will get people to purchase it. So we need to excel. It is our excellence that will challenge people to be like us. Amen. First Timothy 4, 8. 
Physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. The first attitude I want us to consider is the attitude of godliness. This is the quality or practice of confirming, conforming to the laws and wishes of God. Devoutness and moral uprightness. Simply put, godliness is living like Christ. Send your mind back home. How do you behave at home? How do you behave at home? When you are angry, how do you react? Would anybody want to come close to you when they see you angry? What are the things that you let out of your mouth when you are pushed to the world? Remember, we are supposed to be godly. We are supposed to be Christ. After Christ had left, it is the way of life of the disciples that people saw and they described them as Christ-like. Being godly is not being a religious fanatic. Being godly is not always checking in at church on Sundays. Being godly is not being the first to sit in church. Being godly is not the one who shows respect to church leaders because they are seeing the person. Being godly is what you will do because that is what Christ will do. Amen. To us, godliness, it means expressing genuine love. Who do you show love to? For the world will be nice to whoever is nice to the world. If I am worldly and you are good to me, it is, I will reprocate, I will just do it. But the challenge is somebody who you know doesn't love you. Are you able to love the person? That is godliness. For if everybody is doing it and you're also doing it, you are just one of the usual. Amen. So that woman that you heard said something about you, that woman who tried to defame you, when you met her in town, what was your reaction? That house help that is so difficult to manage is sick and is lying in the room. What have you done about it? That husband who is cheating on you, that husband who is not taking care of the house and now is in need, what are you doing about the situation? Love as Christ will do. For the word of God says that when you make his service your delight, he will make your want to scare. David said that I have been young but now old. Never have I seen the righteous nor the seed beg for bread. That was his testimony. Today I tell you that there is nothing that you will uphold righteousness for that the Lord will not fulfill his word. He is too faithful. Amen. Godliness is giving reverence to what the word of God says. There are a lot of standards in the world now. Now the standard of the world tells you that this is your right. We have gone to that generation where a young person meets an old person in need 
And because she thinks it is her right, she just walks over the old person. How can we change the world? What about that will challenge the world? We meet an old person who is difficult and say something that hurts us so much. And then we say back, Is that the way Christ would have handled it? We are a generation that is gradually losing the fiber of respect for adulthood. Let's go back. Let's go back to the scriptures. Hallelujah. Let the word of God guide every action you take. Even when you think you are right, go back to the word of God. What does the word of God say about this situation? Paul was able to say that I have fought a good fight. Paul was able to say that I have won the race. What Paul endured, none of us, none of us will be ready to endure it. Imagine being stoned just because you are speaking the word of God. Sometimes you are sick and nobody from the church visits you. The next time we hear from you, Mejaya, sorry, Namahoma. Among former, sorry. Are you in a society or you are worshiping God? What is it about this auditorium that brings you in? Is it the presence of God or it's the class you want to belong to? I'm challenging you this morning. Let's be godly. What is your action at work? When everybody is signing and adding zeros, when somebody will tell you that, oh, you didn't go for that meeting, but, but for the fact that you are the head of the unit, you should get the money. Sign. You sign and you put a date there. And then for some of us, we come to church and we give tithes. How different are you from the worldly man? Hallelujah. We take things from the office and we use them for our personal gains. How would you feel? If you are running the office. And we sometimes justify this with scriptures. That the, the horse that plows the land eats from the land. Let's be godly. Hallelujah. How forgiving are you? Until she comes to apologize to me, I will not let go. This is a believer. This is a woman of God. A tongue-speaking Christian. When we lift up worship, she will rattle in tongues. What extent of forgiveness can you give? That person who has offended you and will not come back to say, I'm sorry. Do you think you are in the position to forgive? What about that one who even say, I'm sorry, but will do it again? What about that one that you think is taking you for granted? What do you do about it? Remember, you are to be godly. So if for the sake of righteousness, you would go back and make up with that person, please do, for that is godliness. For even scripture says that when you are even coming to God with an offering, you are coming to appreciate God, and you remember that there is someone you are holding something against, go back, make up with the person before you bring your offering. It tells you how much this means to the Lord. The disciples had a challenge. 
They wanted justification for unforgiveness. They asked Christ, how many times should somebody offend us before we forgive? Is it seven times? Sometimes I ask myself, what is magic about seven? And then Christ was smart. Seventy times, seven times. Indirectly. There's no way you can count this and tell yourself that I've done this much forgiveness, so I won't forgive. So when it happens, my sister, let's go. Hallelujah. Let's go. So let's know that we are just transiting. Anything can happen. The trumpet can sound at any moment. One thing I admire about the Church of Pentecost, it is the church that would always remind you that it's not all about today. So enjoy your wealth, enjoy your privileges, enjoy your beauty, but remember there is life after here. That is what the church will tell you. Hallelujah. How do you speak? Proverbs 18, 21 tells us that the tongue has the power of life and death. And those who love it will eat its fruits. Be careful when you are going through difficulties, what you say. Be careful how you respond in the midst of people when there is a challenge. Be careful how quickly you throw your hands into the air. Because the power is in your tongue. That of life and death is in your tongue. Let us speak that which will give us life. That people will see you. How do you feel if you see somebody who was so fat and suddenly is nicely trimmed? You just go to the person. You want to do so. You say, oh, what did you do? Is that not what we do? So speak positive. So that the life that emanates from you would attract someone's attention. And the person will come asking, what is your secret? Hallelujah. mommy god bless you in the book of luke 6 45 it tells us that a good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart so anything you bring out that is bad is an indication that that is what is stored up in your house proverbs 13 3 tells us those who guard their lips preserve their lives but those who speak rashly will come to a ruin. This morning, I want to challenge you, woman of God. Watch how you speak. This morning, I want to challenge you, man of God. Watch what you say. When you are going through the difficulties, watch the description you give to your wife. When you are going through challenges, watch what you say about your children. You are not supposed to speak rashly. Amen. The last proverb that we'll, we'll talk about is 1728. And it says that even fools are thought of as wise. 
if they keep silent, and discerning if they hold their tongues. So the thing has happened. That person would have reacted. The person doesn't react. For some strange reason, even if you know that this is a fool, at that moment you say that, ah, this person is a wise person. I'm not exciting you this morning. I am challenging you. Let's change the narrative. Let's change the narrative. Let's not ask the world to direct us. Look, we have it. Let's direct the world. Imagine we are all doing the right thing in our homes. We are all doing the right thing in our offices. Who would talk about corruption in Ghana? Think about it. And the fearing aspect is that we will be held accountable. Because at such a time as this, like, like it was said to Esther, the Lord has made us partakers of this this agenda because there is a role we need to play hallelujah let's speak well in our workplaces let's speak well in our marriages and even in the church let's watch how we speak hallelujah the next attitude I want us to consider is submission our generation thinks that submission is a thing of the old. When you don't have money and somebody gives you money and that same person asks you to do something and you do it, I don't see that as submission. But when you have all it takes, you can afford what you want and that time T, there is something you would have done but that person asks you to do something else and you are able to do it, I see that as submission. Hallelujah. So let's watch it when we think we are submitting. Let's check scriptures. And for the women, let's, for the church, submission is not about being feminine. God instructs us to submit to one another. The only institution where he specifically told you to, to submit to your own husband is the institution of marriage. But when you take submission, whether male or female, you should be able to submit. If Christ, with, his, with all his honor and all that, could wash the feet of the, of the disciples and clean the feet of the disciples, what stops you, an elder, from submitting to a member? The Lord grants us grace and we are all over. Everybody should come stumbling before us because we are in charge. Check scriptures. He has given you that authority because there's a tax you need to perform with it. It shouldn't take you too high to be able to submit. You have men who have bosses in their office who are women and they find it very challenging to take instruction for the woman. Man of God, check scriptures. We have women who have bosses who are younger than them. And they ask themselves, now older men now buy. And for that matter, they won't cooperate with their bosses because at such a time as this, that is the authority God has placed over you. Submit. For as believers, when we do as scripture instructs, there is blessing 
in every word of God. Challenge yourself and you appreciate those blessings. Amen. When you read 1 Peter chapter 5, the other thing we need to look at as believers is to be peaceful. We serve a God we describe as the Prince of Peace. Which other deity is described as Prince of Peace? And then you tell yourself, I am Christ-like. And wherever we find you, chaos. Are you really a Christian? When something happens, you look for the cause and you keep finding that side just to inflame it for everybody to know that this is how it started. Are you being peaceful? We are challenged in, in the scriptures that as far as it depends on us, we should be at peace with all men. Scripture didn't say be at peace with Christians. It didn't say be at peace with believers. It didn't say be at peace only with, with um, your like. It says all men. So no matter where you find yourself, even when you think you are right, you are taxed to ensure that peace prevails where you are. Hallelujah. All these things are things that we can't do with the flesh. That is why the Holy Spirit is there. It's such that when we find ourselves in situations, we are quick to attempt to answer the questions, like we are writing exams. We won't take our time to read it. Because the, the, the topic is attempt all. We are quick to attempt to solve the problem. It is when we think we can't do it that we go running to the Lord. Change the, the approach. Whatever the situation is, please go to the Holy Spirit. Seek direction from the Holy Spirit. Submit to his instruction. And I tell you, we'll possess the nations for the Lord. Amen. First Peter chapter 5. Sorry, Proverbs 12 verse 1 tells us that whoever loves discipline loves knowledge. But he who hates reproof is stupid. The next attitude we need to develop is to be teachable. Let's humble ourselves to learn. The Holy Spirit teaches. Authorities teach. Let's be teachable. Even when you think you are wrong, listen to what the other person is saying. For all you know, there might be wisdom in what the person is saying. Let's move away from this attitude of being all-knowing. That even when you are going wrong, it's difficult for anybody to come close and tell you that, I think you should go this way. Let's have a teachable spirit. This is what scripture expects of us. Likewise, you who are younger, be subject to the elders. Yes, all of you be submissive to one another. And be clothed with humility. For God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Let your humility challenge somebody. What I admire is to see somebody of a very high reputation just standing like an ordinary person and serving like an ordinary person. Let us get there as believers. 
when you find yourself as a believer in a situation and there's a problem. Don't sit and wait for the, the low people to come and solve the problem. The fact that you are now a CEO doesn't mean you can't clean the chair if the chair needs to be cleaned. You come to the house of God, we want people to serve and we are all too big to serve. You want people to be in leadership positions and we all want to be there. I'm challenging us this morning, including myself. Hallelujah. Let's take arrogance out of the church. Let's take arrogance out of the Christian dome. Let people look at Christians and desire to be like them. For it is in the world. So if it is in the church, how different is the church from the world? Hallelujah. To the young ones, I say, that old woman you are seeing today was once like you. That old man you are seeing today who you think keeps wearing one cloth because he doesn't have money had too, had too many wardrobes some time ago. There are seasons in life. There are seasons in life. So even as you transit through the seasons, let's watch the attitude that we move with. For the time will come when another young person that you took for granted will be in the position to be of help to you. Amen. The last attitude I want us to keep meditating about is what I've just spoken about, being humble. Let us not be ordinary people of God. Women of God, let us not be ordinary and one thing that we have to look at as women who are recruits of the lost army is the way we dress. I started with a scenario that when you are beautifully dressed, you attract people's attention. When you dress and people look at you, what is the first thing they think about? Let's not just dance to the music of the time. It doesn't mean let's look a cake, no. But let's be modest in our appearance. For even scripture has said it, that charm is deceitful. Let people admire our inner beauty and not what we adorn ourselves with. Hallelujah. You can wear the best of laces, but with a wrong attitude, nobody will look at you twice. You can put on the best of makeups, but with a wrong attitude, Nobody will desire to be close to you. Your task in this agenda is to attract people, to possess them for the Lord. The agenda is a five-year agenda. This is our fourth year of the agenda. It is agenda 2023. COP, we are possessing the nations for the Lord. So I challenge you this morning. Think about all I have said. Think back about what you do to your households at home. How do you treat the people that you don't regard? Is it godly? Are you being submissive? Are you being peaceful? Are you humble? Are you being loving? The last thing we need to do as women, this one is for the women. Let's be keepers of our home. For most of us, it was a woman 
who led us to Christ. When Paul was making reference to Timothy's faith, he mentioned the grandmother, Lawrence. He mentioned the mother. Timothy was born by a man and a woman. Women, let's not relegate our, our position in our homes. It is good to challenge yourself. It is good to be high up there, but please, not at the expense of the family. God has given us children. We are supposed to raise them up as godly children. Our mothers were illiterate. They haven't failed the Lord. Some of us, our mothers had never been to the university. They haven't failed the Lord. So if your children don't know the Lord, then you have failed the Lord. I'm challenging you this morning. Don't leave your responsibility for the house help. The house help is just a, help, a helper. Don't leave your responsibility for the Sunday school teacher. The Sunday school teacher comes with her frustrations to work. Don't leave your responsibility to the school teacher and tell yourself, I'm going to school. I want to become a, a, whatever. Please, not at the expense of your children. For one thing that the Lord will ask of you, is to account for these innocent angels that he blessed you with. Let's not pride in dressing them up beautifully and having them follow us. What are you giving to that child? In the, child, in the child's time of difficulty, what is the first thing the child will think about? Timothy was a man of faith. It was the grandmother Lois and the mother who helped him. Women, we are supposed to be keepers at home. We are supposed to make the men comfortable. Remember that one of the reasons why God created you is to be his help meet. It is a very challenging position to find yourself. But there is grace when you seek for it. And for that man who thinks he's malhandling you, the Lord will judge him. The Lord has a way of rewarding our righteousness. So please don't look at him. Do it for the Lord. And he will not put you to shame. Hallelujah. As we get equipped as an army of God to possess nations for him, may we always meditate on that which is in Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4 verse 8. Kindly project it for us. This is the last scripture that I will end my presentation with. He says that breading. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things.